You are now in queue to join Game from the Gamers, a podcast where good friends gaming on PS4 talk about life, movies, relationships, other random shit, and, well, obviously, video games. Starring Chad, Xavier, and Corey. Let us put you on game. Game from the Gamers is brought to you by Cool Nerd Productions. Now let's start the show. Hey, we can make some blooper videos. What are you doing? That's what I'm saying. If you really want me to do it, I'm going to jump in. But you asked for this. Just know this. Let me lead this. Y'all invite Chad in. Keep his eye on the Pro Tools. I got to keep my eyes on these Pro Tools, Chad. Come on. I set him up. I really don't need to be out of there. No, you really, you really don't. Yeah, I already know how you do it, too. I know. I want Chad to carry the team to victory. Yeah, I, I almost got my first dub before y'all invited me. It was down to the last team. I choked. Actually, no, no, I was being greedy. I was just wanted. I, I ran out of bullets, so I was like, "You're gonna catch these hands." I ran up on him, and his team <laughs> shot me. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, bro, I'm looking at these characters. I'm feeling real, real uh, fresh out. No, man. I got, Just fine, I got man. all like... the drip. Hey, man, <laughs> they, they bullied me into getting all of this. I wouldn't even have it. <laughs> Get on the game and play. What? <laughs> yeah, this is what's, this what this is right here. 143. Hard, mm. hard work, man. Straight bullying. <laughs> yeah, this is straight peer pressure, bro. Be like that sometimes. It do. It do be like that. <laughs> we put him through Corey's training camp. <laughs> I'm speaking I'm to the third all person. All the highlight reels. <laughs> put, him through, <laughs> put him through my training won't camp. Let me piece you up with hands. Yeah, go check that out. If y'all <laughs> check that out, you want to see me get my ass whooped by caustic with no guns? <laughs> Chad, you better than this. Like, really? I don't think so. He said, "I'll be the best highlight, man." Right, he man. Catch you in the uh, in the gulag. You run out of uh, sniper ammo or whatever. Yep. You just catch all them hands, all the hands. I'm kind of curious to see um, if they're going to do some type of battle royale thing with the new um, battlefield. I would of assume course. they are. Yeah, I would assume they're going to have to jump on board because they kind of obsolete. But I mean, EA technically owns Apex, so. Mm, yeah, you already everything. got. <laughs> yeah, that in that kitchen, I guess. Turn these sounds down. I'd be so um sick of EA. <laughs> he don't like. He don't like him. Hey, we go. We gonna get into that. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> Fuck yeah. them. Wait a minute. We have common enemies. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good old EA. So is Loba like? I did nothing, no research on the lore of this game. Is she like some interdimensional stripper or something? She's a loot whore, literally. That's what, in she's a, a loot whore. <laughs> yeah, she's a loot whore. Literally what she is. Anything you want, I can get it for you. Come on. on. Only fans. That's what that is. Yeah. Yo, that's funny. <laughs> I just be seeing all these stripper memes. Yeah, you know, people be throwing a little jump pack out, just spinning in the air. Into a shop the pole, is, yeah. yeah, you right. You absolutely right. <laughs> My favorite was when uh, she was like 
somebody had her like moving or whatever, and then everybody on the team was throwing shield shells like it was money. Like, <laughs> yo, am I late? I've never seen any of these. Like, where have I been? <laughs> no, it's great. <laughs> it's great. Oh it's, man, you got a lot of internet. It's weird, man, because I'm in this space where like I'm older than the cats that be on the um Are we on the apps him? and whatnot. You know, on TikTok, like I'm well past that age, but like. I got to stay relevant because it's self promotion. Be ruthless out here. Mm-hmm. You know, Back when you're trying to create anything, get the studio out there, get the name out there. Like we've been uh, developing since 2018. But well, sure, let's to, get uh, into it, man. Actually, you want to you definitely. do you want to start this this uh everybody good? Uh, I'm about to get. I'm gonna go ahead and just get murdered. Hold on. Okay. Um, <laughs> hey, I'm gonna go ahead and get murdered. <laughs> <laughs> Let me uh let me go ahead and because I got to do this intro, so I'm gonna do this intro okay. real oh. quick, and then uh we can get we can get <laughs> right into it. it. Uh, so y- is y'all ready? <laughs> yeah, ready? sir. Let's just, yeah, let's just start. The, then we can do this. Okay. Let's well, just... shit, y'all already know what it is. Game from the Gamers Podcast, episode seventy four, and we are. Live. Let's get it. Let's go. Now, what you don't know oh, is that in post, I'm going to add hell of effects. Applause is going to come in right there. <laughs> it's going to sound real tight. Don DeMarco. It sounds super weird right now, though. So <laughs> that's kind of just to let you know, it's not going to sound that butt when we get it <laughs> mixed down. Um, very special episode today. X, would you like to introduce Deuce, our, our, our special guest? Definitely. Um, he's not that bad. I feel like boys be capping. Like, um, we got Lionel <laughs> from uh, Lionel. Nerdy Bear Studios. My bad. He Lionel. just said that. Lionel. He Come definitely on, just said that. He definitely just said he that. Just and did. I went through a whole Fuck. spiel about on, people messing up my name. My bad, bro. My bad. I apologize. Dang, um, burning me already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we got Lionel. From Nerdy Bear Studios out of ATL. How you doing today, man? Hey, man. Everything's lovely. Got the day off. Got to relax. Feels good. Absolutely. Glad to be on with y'all, man. This is uh, this is new. <laughs> Just you wait. Just you wait. Just you wait. Just you wait. Well, Nerdy Bear uh, Studios is a black-owned game developing company out of ATL. Um, I happened to be on Twitter doing what I do one day and I'm, I'm searching through and I had seen a, a DM, I think, uh, from you. And it was, uh, you know, the socials, as you say, you know, getting it in, mm-hmm. had sent a message, just reaching out. And I was like, you know what, this would be dope to have on the show simply because black owned game development company. I'd never mm-hmm. heard of that before. So I was like, yo, we gotta have you on the show. Absolutely, without a shadow of a doubt, gotta. So yeah, welcome, man. Um, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. It's it's a new space because you know games. We out here, we play it, we tell the stories, but we're not behind the uh, the ship. You know, I'm I'm sure you've seen in most industries where you know we may be enjoying the media, enjoying it, but we're not in control. So that was my whole uh, steez behind it when I wanted to create. The studios tell black owned or uh, black stories 
from black people. Yes. So I felt like that was just you know, needed. So I put my my skills and uh, the person actually reached out was my wife. She's the, the PR person for MBS. Um, that's uh, Mrs. Kuma. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Shout out to Black yeah. Love. Definitely one of that. Definitely got a <laughs> shout out to that. Dang man, I, we were really talking about that in the green room. I was like, dang, I wonder how they became a crew. Well, there it is. We'll, we'll put some uh, husband and right wife. There. <laughs> yeah, right there. put the applause right there. <laughs> right, right here. Right here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Um, it's good to have somebody just in your corner. You know, whether it's you know, love or just friends. That's that's your ride or die. You know, that believes in you. Um, Cause I've always loved games. Like if you see in any of my streams, um, just like anybody else's stories, I've, I've played since forever, but to actually make it and, and make something that's your own and put it out there, that that's a whole different level right there, man. Mm-hmm. That's awesome, man. That is yeah. absolutely awesome. Well, X, let's kick off this first. I well, to give you a little little uh, preview of what I plan to do here, um, we don't necessarily like to do, especially if we got you on the, in the PlayStation, just like a full-fledged interview, you know what I mean? Because we know you got the scripted answers and stuff like that. So we'll, we're going to ask you about Nerdy Bear Studios to start with. And then we actually got some topics that uh, we wanted to get into that are just happening in the news that I think tie well into what you guys are doing. And um, I really want to hear your opinion on it. Um, so let's let's just get right into the the quote-unquote interview portion of it, man. Um, right before we, we we press record here, you were you were getting into, you know, basically the company and telling us a little bit more. What more can you tell us that's not, like, surface level about the companies you think we should know just right off the, the, the bat? You know, I think the black stories was important, but is there anything else, like, right off the bat you want us to know? So, I mean, that's a good, that's a good start. But I feel like I grew up in a niche where it was in the 90s and like stuff like, um, I want to say anime and and gaming and just becoming a a nerd or a blurred, if you will, became more popular. So becoming or coming from that and telling, you know, from that scope of the world, I feel like it's, it's unique, it's original, it's new, but also it's compliment to i guess the black community they stay making me the jump master um <laughs> I, I hate being the jump master bro um, <laughs> but you know I, I wanted to do things like i seen growing up you know where people were in love with disney because disney told dope stories from somebody that grew up in an urban atmosphere um that, that's pretty much it, man. It's just, like I said, telling black stories from black scope. And it's um, right now we're starting with video games, but we intend on branching out into animation, too. Ooh. Yeah, okay. Like that. I love that, mm-hmm. actually. Multifaceted, yeah. man. That that has to be a thing, man. Yeah. Just creating different types of content. So you, you got scopes to grow, grow well out of gaming. Is it just anime? Mm-hmm. Are you going? You thinking about going anywhere else, even past anime? So you know, with any business, you got to come up with a five, ten year plan. Right now, you know, we're working on that that five. Mm-hmm. Basically, we'll start out with the five games you see on our website and development, and then um, from there, 
before going to animation. Um, I say probably around the launch of the second, maybe third game, you'll see us branching out into the animations. Um, stories already been written. Uh, contractors are hired, and um, you know we'll make that shift. Wow! So y'all already got got some good things in the work, man. That's what's up. X, I don't want to step on you, fam. Go ahead. I know you want to. No, you're fine. I think. I think. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. The questions you asked um, were good questions. I guess the only thing else I, w- I was going to ask you to elaborate on is like, how did you and your wife really come together to really want to create NBS? Because um, I'm sure you know uh, running a business has its challenges as well. But you know, you guys are also doing it as a couple. You know, you guys are doing it, uh, especially something that it seems like you probably had a higher interest in, uh, maybe in comparison to her. I'm assuming. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, also, um, I was, of course, the driving force, like, behind it. And then, you know, usually if you find somebody good that's behind you, they get in with it and bring their talents. Like, for me, um, my background was in computer science, um, you know, programming and, you know, kind of the visionary and I want to say the skeleton of, of MBS. With her, uh, her background was writing. Like she did a lot of freelancing and and stuff like that. So where she was doing that on on Fiverr and Upwork for other people, she was like, why not do it for us? Mm. So in the, in the conception, you know, when you think of things and first start off, it it never is what people see at the end. It's just constantly a, a, I want to say a fluid machine that's just constantly changing. Mm Mm-hmm. So when I first started, I thought it would just be just me. I'm doing everything. But uh, from there, you know, you you figure, like, it can't be a one-man show. You know, you need to hire contractors. You need to have other people in, kind of make it like a community thing. It's still your dream. And, you know, you can pay people to do whatever you want. But for the most part, like, when you're seeing the structure of something that you're building, like like MBS, it's never what you think it's going to be first starting off. Right, right, right. That's kind of dope. I mean, and it makes sense. Go ahead, Chet. No, I was going to add that. Actually, he answered one of my questions. I was going to say, like, yo, man, you a one-man show, like, making a game. Like, you you low-key Superman out here. Like, can we talk about it? Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was gonna ask. I mean, you just, you're not. You're how right. Did that whole thing go, man. Like, because I I kind of know what goes into programming and development, and I was gonna get more into the technical side of that. I mean, how, how does that whole process work when you have a concept from moving that to your brain to the actual zeros and ones? How does that work? So starting off, uh, there's phases, just like in any any kind of software development or um, or just anything that you're developing, honestly. I think there's a term for it like waterfall or cascading development yep. or something like that where you go through your conceptualiz- uh, conceptualization that's all you right that's 100 percent effort coming from the person who's doing it then you figure out a timeline and figure out how much effort you can put in with the time you got mm. and you'll see a lot of people you know quit their job and do this well i'm gonna do it all you know that's where people burn out. You see these studios pop up and, and disappear. If you plan it for any sort of longevity, you got to plan for bringing in other people. Um, so while you still are a one man show, um, you become less of the workhorse and more of the, uh, the overseer. Like visionary. 
Right. There you go. Yeah. That's yeah, what I got I'm looking for. Mm. Yep. So going more into that, I mean, do you code like developing? Like, I'm not sure like how it works. Do you have to like what languages do you use? You do Python, C plus, Java. Like, what exactly do you do you code in? If I could go a little deeper into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So starting off, like you know, I learned the basics, just C plus, Java, JavaScript. You learn that coming out of school, but with a lot of game engines, you come to find out they're every year they get easier. Pretty much like now, you'll see it's almost drag and drop with a lot of this stuff. So you don't have to um, be as creative when it comes to coding or or more uh, intensive. You know, you may have to look on uh, GitHub or something like that if you get stuck for the most part. But coding and coding ain't what it used to be. Oh, I definitely definitely agree with you there. Yeah. So in comparison to coding for applications, because <clears throat> I mean, shit, everybody on here, we all kind of have some type of tech background. Like, I mean, how easy is it, I guess, in comparison to like uh, coding oh, oh. video games? Bro, absolutely. Um, the hardest part is if you have unique features, which is honestly what sells games now, finding a way to implement that based off if there's precedent for it, like if there's something that's already done. Or if you have to come up with scratch and create it brand new, um, like for I, for example, I use Amsterdam. Amsterdam, I mean, Infinite Runners have been done, 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 right? But what makes it different is changing in between, uh, uh, changing in between perspectives, um, and it's hard to to explain it without showing the gameplay, but when I came up with it, like me and me and the wife, we were in uh, Amsterdam mm-hmm. and we thought of like, how could we show like how much we love this city, you know, all, within a short amount of time, we thought, okay, what if you were running through the city and you just nonstop kept going and stuff was happening um, left and right. Um, you got some action over there. <laughs> No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. Be <laughs> focused in on the game. I got actually two, two, nah, two it's different fine. monitors. It's but, fine, uh, man. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like with game development, it used to be this monster where, you know, you, you're doing everything from scratch and it's it's uh, like unclaimed territory, but not, not anymore. Um, pretty much anything you've done or create... Uh, create or think of somebody's thought of something close to it so it sets a slate for you to take your idea and you know just spin it and make it make it your own um you know you think of stuff like cyberpunk's uh what is it 76 like that game has been thought of over and over um only thing that sells it different from anything else is the package that they're selling it you know the the visuals um, but the gameplay has been done. The aesthetic has been done. I mean, yeah, we so were bringing talking up about that cyberpunk. Yesterday. Oh, go ahead. We were talking go about ahead. that yesterday, actually. Just like remember that discussion we had yesterday, just about like how you don't need to play a game because it's not necessarily unique. Like we've played now, uh, uh, you yeah. know, years and years, twenty plus years of gaming. Now, like it's it's you're gonna be hard pressed to find something that's quote unquote unique, but 
I think mm-hmm. the dopest part is that the technology has now allowed, like you were saying, for the inclusion of everybody. So, like, I was thinking of, um, and I can't think of the name of the software right now, but there's a piece of software um, out right now that makes making websites kind of drag and drop. And uh-huh. it's a desktop ac- application, and you just literally create webs- websites. And as you're dragging, you can look over on the code side of it, and it's adjusting the code as you're doing it. Right. But you're not coding like you're not actually hand by hand coding it anymore. And it makes it easier for anybody to pick it up and be like, okay, let's get it. Exactly. Exactly. It's not too dumbed down to where like a five-year-old could do it. Like having that knowledge of that coding and what you're doing is helpful, but having it all inclusive is, is, is definitely, definitely dope, man. My bad, X. You said cyberpunk. We're going to dog cyberpunk real no. quick. <clears throat> no, I was just going to say, like, you being a game developer, like, who do you think is to blame for the cyberpunk issues? Because, I mean, I, I remember we discussed that, like, on our last episode. Mm. Um, so, like, well, I, I was just going to ask, like, what do, you, what do you think there, man? Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's um, that's that's the timelines, bro. You get these, these large AAA studios, and they got um, investors, they got publishers behind them. A excellent game had it been like a small studio because they can go by their own rules by their own definition and they wouldn't be rushed but just like anything else um bethesda ea they got profits to make they got timelines to meet and that's what you get you know because once i seen that uh that timeline kept jumping back and forth back and forth Mm -hmm. if you're in any kind of development you know what that is like yep definitely they get impressed. That's what we said. We, we said. Yeah, it's it definitely like what we said. Behind the scenes thing has to be going on. People want their money. And bro, we right. put this money in this like five years ago. Where's the game? Oh, yeah. Are That's you, another reason why. I, go ahead. I was just about, you probably about to answer it. Are you looking, speaking of like what, what, like, what would you do in that situation? Are you looking to get like financial backing for your games? Like, how do you plan to deal with stuff like that? We got to it before I could. Um, that's why we're <laughs> going on the model we're going, you know. Um, basically, whether we find funding or not, if it's not to our terms and our deadlines, um, the game is going to be made because it's backed by our own personal finances. No loans, no publishers, just straight up cash. And that's the philosophy I live by. If you can't afford to do something, you know, you shouldn't be doing it. If you know, you know. So it may take longer. It may take a little stretched out um, development schedule. But in the end, you come out with a satisfying project uh, product. Mm, say that with your chest, man. You ain't got that money. You know? <laughs> hey, let's not talk about developing nothing if you ain't got no money. I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> I like that, man. I like that, man. So, um Wow, I think I think that's uh I think that's a dope concept. I definitely see success in your guys' future. Um, X, do you wanna I don't I don't wanna step step on your question because I know this is your question, but you wanted to get into some of the hardships, you know, of being a black development company. And I don't know exactly how you worded it. Uh um, I was just gonna say, like, I know in the beginning, um Lana, you were you were basically saying that one of your inspirations for even getting into like game development was just like you said, you wanted to be more than just a consumer. You know, like you said, you wanted to be um, like a black person in tech. You know, you, that was a skill that 
you wanted to game and more importantly it was something that interests you so right. um you know i mean we've we've been seeing it all of late you know I, we see google having the problems right now but um i was just saying that um just the importance of just like black people being in tech and i was just going to say like how do you feel uh, in regards to that, you know, like, especially like with the younger generation, you know, like trying to get the younger generation, like interested in, like you said, being more of just a, a consumer of your IGs and your Facebooks and your Twitters, more so thinking of like, oh, like, you know, we have culture, our culture is dope as hell. Like I can put my culture with my interests and I can, I can make some tech out of it. Right. It's, I want to say it's multifaceted because like being a black person or a person of color period in America, um, I feel like Luton Luton, um, <laughs> being a black person of color growing up, you know, I, I grew up on stuff like Cartoon Network, Kids WB, um, yes. you know, the first oh, wave of two classics. classics, classics. Yeah. Um, and in that, like they were dope stories, but you don't see yourself often. Like you would see yourself in other characters that didn't look like you. And for me, that's a problem. Yeah. I feel like that. That needs to change first. That's that's one. Um, Y'all getting fight, I'll go ahead and fight it out. That's why that's why I'm dropping these markers, man. Oh my bad. Sheesh. I'm about to die. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> that was so bad. Y'all got to work. Y'all got the work. Yeah. Ooh, work. I can hear it. I don't it. know what happened. Yeah, this this here is. <laughs> You know, man, shout out to everybody <laughs> watching and listening, man. You know what I mean? Big up to everybody, man. My brow is moist, man. This is crazy. <laughs> Yo, man. Shit. Should need to hydrate during no show, man. Put the marker in, man, right there. It's, 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 it's in there. Jesus. But yeah, yeah. Get back to your question, man. I mean, I just felt. Damn. With with gaming, it was something that I loved so much. I felt like that could be something I could use to change my world and my 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 scope, whether it be large or you know, just small. Mm-hmm. Um, without anything even being out, I got people I haven't talked to you know ten fifteen years back in high school. Hey, can you mentor my son? Can you do this? Can you do that? Yeah, you know, definitely. And, you know, I'm talking about like hood dudes, like you know, people that I. We didn't uh, leave off on the best terms, but, mm. you know, they just see the positivity in it and they're like, okay, you know, this is, this could be a different way out. And like you were saying, seeing more people of uh, color, more black people in technology, um, a lot of people didn't even consider it. You know, it was, it was the smart guys route. It was, it was the nerd and you coming to find out, okay, you know, well, maybe, maybe I'm a nerd. Um, and that's okay. You know, you don't have to hide playing the Yu-Gi-Oh cards no more. You can be out, you know. Lionel, thanks for sharing, man. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, it's it's funny. It's funny that you saying that, Lionel, because it's like we talk about that stuff all the time. Like, you know, all of us being 90s kids coming from that era where we all liked anime. We all liked all this stuff too, but it was like, because it wasn't openly accepted within our communities, it was like, you had to more so just be like, oh yeah, man, Michael Jordan, nice as hell. You got them new J's, you know what I mean? Right, like, you right. weren't really like, man, mm-hmm. you, man, Vegeta keep getting his ass beat. Like, what's going right. on? Like, we couldn't really talk about that stuff openly. Like, people would be looking at you weird. 
So nah, you right. got the it's, uh, it's different. What I call the uh, the Ashy Black Boy treatment. No. <laughs> Hey, my boy from Atlanta is funny, bro. He's from Atlanta. He's funny, hey, I gotta say this though. How you doing in Atlanta with the COVID shit? Because I'm in Houston and you know, boys looking at both our cities wild. So, like, how are you doing over there? Hey, we bounced back and forth. Um, I came out to Louisiana and we've been out here for about a year off and on for work. Um, okay, where y'all at in Louisiana? Uh, Monroe. North. Okay, okay. So I'm I'm closer to you right now, but Atlanta, because Atlanta's so big and it's such a, a party place, man. Like it's hard for Atlanta to to just be okay, you know, especially with the sea yeah. virus out there. Like, yeah, same here. It seems like anytime there's there's some traction, it just it takes a couple steps back. Yeah, just with being open, being okay. Oh, that's good to hear, man. Yeah. Jeez, man. I'd be glad when this is over. Is the COVID affecting the development of anything you're doing? I know you're not a huge studio, so it's not like you got to gather, you know, a yeah. hundred people up to, to do what you do. But has it been affecting you still? Yeah, yeah, honestly. Um, you know, because it's worldwide. So, you know, a lot of the contractors that we, we hire... Um, for example, I had a secondary programmer and a uh, an illustrator, you know, be like, hey, man, like this, this, this happened. I don't want to put the information out there because they definitely going to be watching this. But, um, you know, they say, hey, uh, that deadline, we're not going to make it. We got to push it back to blah, blah, blah. And when you're on your own timeline and your own dollar, you can afford to do that, you know. Right. And I don't point. really, really stress too much about it. Uh, because ideally, our our goal is to have uh, for this first first five years just one game out per year, um, and then after, like I said, the second or third game, you know, we'll start going into animation. So we'll do do you know one game, one animation per year, and you know, I'm definitely inspired by people like um, what's what's my dude's name, Black Sands, the dude that made Black Sands Entertainment. Um, oh, why? Why super successful? Why hmm? is that slipping me? Yeah, I can't think of the name. Sorry, that sounds familiar. I think I've heard. Anyway, he's like the most successful black-owned comic uh, in the U.S. Um, you know, I always try to check out you know my peers and see what they up to. And you is know, he the dude running the dope. Instagram ads? Did I keep seeing? He might be. Ball I feel like of, I've seen this. A little bit. Yeah, yeah, I had to yeah. Google it. Yeah, yeah, we've seen these before, bro. Okay, yeah. sorry, my bad. That was bugging me. I'm like, I know what he's talking about. Go ahead. I mean, we're in the same space. So I figured you know who, who who it was, but you know, stuff like that. When you when you're on your own dollar and you run your own show, stuff like COVID, it, it ain't nothing but hey, you know, we'll just push it back a little bit. Mm-hmm. And honestly, this time has just been spent learning because you think when you're going into it and you're a developer, you're just going to be slaving away behind a computer. You're uh, you're your own marketing, you're your own uh, promotion, you know, finance officer, like you're, you're everything for that company. Mm-hmm. You spend all your time maximizing your craft as much as you can. 
That's crazy. That's crazy. That's good though. I mean, I think a lot of a lot of like the cyberpunk, you know, was affected crazy by the by the COVID. They they just caught a bad period, but I, I don't think the COVID helped. Like they got caught between gens and then COVID hit. And it's like they just couldn't meet them deadlines. So I feel for the companies yeah. that that really can't can't do it. But I, I'm I am so glad to hear that y'all still pushing ahead and think right. being being self-owned like going back to the previous point and having your own is gonna only even further that so that's what's up that is definitely what's up i have to say there hasn't been setbacks but you know it's people that's closing businesses forever and luckily you know we've been blessed enough to not not have to go through that have you found going through um the route of you know game development and and being a, a black-owned company and you you know you have this thing where like you want to wear that on your sleeve, but at the same time you know that's gonna prevent you from certain opportunities. So it's like that yeah. that that catch twenty two is without being because I don't want you to be specific and, and burn any potential bridges. But can you tell us what that's been like? Like knowing going into maybe certain meetings or being in certain spaces, being like, oh, they ain't even hearing what we're saying, and we know exactly why. Yeah, I mean, I think. Anybody that's black, we, you, it's like a like a spider sense that goes off and be like, man, they they not really effing with us like this. With that, you just from and this is just me speaking. You you be as professional as you can because black image to me is everything. So whether you come in with the BS or not, I'm gonna be as professional as I can um, and keep it moving. Mm-hmm. But I mean, to answer your question, like. That was that was on our minds when we first incorporated. You know, there's going to be people out here that that ain't going to want to see this no matter what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, because you say it's black on this it's pro black and people automatically going to be like, well, you know, what about the. Uh, what about the X people? I don't want to put any any race out there. Mm-hmm. Um, pro black doesn't mean anti this, you know, or is like. The game, the game, game for black girls. It doesn't mean it's just for black girls. It's just for you to enjoy the story coming from black women, black voices. That's it. Um, That's interesting. You said that. I would have thought the opposite. Just being um, where where you're from. You know, like um, like we we have these conversations like a lot sometimes because like I went to school in the Midwest. Like that's how I met like Corey and Chad. Like you know, like I always say like being in a city like Atlanta or Houston, I feel like because the black dollar is so impactful and because there is so many black people with money like and investing in different things. Like I would have thought your your perspective would have been different there. It's interesting because I feel like with you saying that black. Uh, Atlanta is viewed to a lot as the black Mecca, right? But still, and even if you're just looking at the the metro area, it's not a lot of people running things. It's it's there is black wealth and black success there, but it's still the same hierarchy you see in every city across the U.S. Where you know the upper levels just are not open to us. You know, we don't have that seat at the table. Yeah. Um, you may have one or two, but that's that's somebody tap dancing for for that that one position. Um, 
and this is just my opinion. I mean, growing up in Atlanta, you see, you know, the people that are in in the higher places. They may look like you, but uh, what's the saying? All skin, all skin folk and kin folk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, so that's the way I I, I kind of view it. Mm. That's uh, interesting. No, it's definitely interesting. I definitely that. interesting. No, me me neither. Um, no, not at all. Yeah, I, I was just thinking like, dang, like all these black people here and, you know, all these different professions like down there, I would think people would be putting money into like just different stuff. What happens is um, you get on and there's such resentment. You don't come back. So you don't invest in where you came from. You don't invest in your own communities. Um, I keep seeing this little pop up of uh, some, some town in Arkansas where it's supposed to be the new black wall street. Mm. and it's being celebrated, but like, it shouldn't be a rare, uh, a rare thing. You know, um, a lot of times often when you, when you hear about people talk about black communities, it's also, it's almost always synonymous with, with poverty. And that's, you know, to me, that's pathetic, but that's just a, a narrative that's been, uh, I guess pushed for a while, uh, far too long in my opinion. But, you know, I think of just how to change the narrative and, and, you know, that's part of the mission is just to do stuff that you normally don't see us doing in in spaces you normally don't see us in and be like, huh, that's, I could do that. I could do, or something like that, you know, because the ideas out there, you know, we're some of the most creative people on the planet, in my opinion, Um, but we just often don't use it for anything other than playing ball or uh what's the other one or and just entertainment and entertainment, entertainment. Just entertainment. Yeah, no, yeah, it's, it's just entertainment yeah 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 right yeah, but that was that was really kind of the point of why i was saying i think uh being black in, in tech is so important now especially where the world is going like if if more of our people don't get tech skills or at least just get, gain interest in tech, like in the next 20 years, we really ain't going to have wealth. Like we're really not going to have a seat at the table because right. like, you know, all, all those jobs that like you say, like in lower incomes and stuff that we might've been working or we've seen people work like machines are going to be building that shit. And right. somebody got to right. manage the machine. Somebody got to program the machines. Like, you know, like there's going to be jobs created around all of that maintenance, which is still going to be tech related. Um, we've seen the changes, man. It's, it's in our lifetime. I feel like, you know, millennials get a lot of, uh, get a lot of flack. We're going, you know, the way we're going and getting burnt out. But like we've dealt with, you know, recessions. We dealt with seeing, like you said, the, uh, you know, our elders that work the, uh, the plant jobs or the, uh, the mining jobs, the stuff that was just, you know, it was hard labor, but it, it put food on the plate, all that going away. So that not being an option to us, um, having to go to school the way nobody else has had to go to school, you know, dealing with the education system that's constantly changing while we're alive and in it. Um, you know, so all of that, the world is changing. We're going to have to change with it. You know, uh, the NFL right now, like, in my opinion, is struggling. When I watched this last Super Bowl, it was garbage. I mean, I don't really watch sports like that. My wife is actually the sports head, but like, I just saw—I uh, forgot Buddy's name. He was performing. 
and usually when weekend you see, and um, yeah, 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 you see legends up there, you know. But you could tell, I guess, with the NFL's treatment of the black community and black athletes, and them being clear on who they're siding with, it felt like black community just kind of stayed quiet and was like, you know, we're not supporting this anymore. And with COVID happening and everything, like it just seems like that that whole route of being a ball player, like it may still be there, but it's not what it was. Just like the music industry, you know, you had the uh, the crazy stars, right? And I mean, like I'm talking about like CD era of music, you know, 2000s and behind. You could come out with songs. And it actually hits your pockets. But now because piracy is such a big thing and things are uh, switching to stream, like the whole game has changed. So you got uh, musicians being manipulated out the gate. People are signing deals and not seeing any of that money, Um, which I guess comes with the territory. But that wasn't the thing that, you know, 20, 30 years ago. So like you said, to your point, uh, tech or just new industries um, in general is something that needs to happen for yeah for i forgot where i seen this statistic at but it was basically saying like your kid has a better chance at becoming a million millionaire by learning how to code versus um trying to become like a master within some particular athletics yeah. like your kid has a way higher percentage yeah. like, like by large <laughs> yeah i'm gonna and go ahead and you say think of Okay. I, I'm gonna go ahead and say to, to to go to your point, X. I think, and and not to get too crazy, uh, but I used to teach uh, in my old neighborhood, and you'll find that that mentality is instilled by parents. Yep. And so, as much as we want to blame, you know, the good portion of things that should be blamed on the quote unquote white devils. Uh, mm-hmm. there is a small portion of us actually hindering ourselves because we are not aware that we don't have to do that anymore. You know what I mean? Like agreed. A thousand we're not aware that there's percent. these opportunities out here to make money doing tech and that you probably will have, you know, Steve Jobs wasn't a coder. He was a visionary. Mm-hmm. There's plenty of visionaries in the hood. I've seen them before. You know what I'm saying? Out in the, mm-hmm. All yeah. of our old neighborhoods, you see them. You know, always Definitely. plotting and scheming and stuff, but they don't know that you can make money doing that. Yeah. So wanted to point that out too. No, facts, bro. Um, like I said, I think that's like 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 you're saying, um, Lionel, I think for the millennials, especially like black millennials, I think that's the the difference here. I think it's been like an awakening period of, of stuff. So, so you're definitely seeing way more of us in, in tech, which is which is good in so many different like facets. Um so no, I, I definitely think that's that's dope. Yeah, yeah, I get um a lot of uh I want to call it just like like fresh air, breath of fresh air. Like I run a, a separate page um that's part of MBS is um, Melanated Velma, and that whole brand is just an homage to like my love of, of black women, and in that you see all these career leaders and in different industries that are like, yo, there's what they do. What, um, you know, there's a professional black surfer that I follow. She lives in Hawaii, you know, aeronautics engineers that are working on SpaceX and and NASA, you know, I talk to these people and I'm just like, 
how did you come out of, you know, gutter Chicago and you're working on this? Like, you know, like you said, there's, there's visionaries and people ready to change things everywhere. It just needs to be more common than it is. Big facts. That's crazy. Black surfer. Never, never heard that before. Yeah, I was, yeah, just, I was yeah. just about to say that. Black surfer. I didn't even know that. Uh, was I think thing. her name is Neek Miller or something like that. I don't mind plugging her because she, you know, she's just dope. But, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, she's just sun bleached, black, beautiful black woman, um, professional surfer. Every time you see her on live, she's out in the ocean somewhere. That's. Mm. As scary as that is for me, that's dope. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't do it. Yeah, I was about to I'm say she's like, super dope. Right. She's super killing the uh, the stereotype. She stomped that shit out. <laughs> right. She right there in the middle of monster soup. Yeah, <laughs> she out there I'm surfing dead, with Godzilla. Yeah, I don't know about yeah. that. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Oh, speaking of Godzilla, um, this movie. Who who you think coming out? Godzilla oh, uh, or Kong? Man, I don't really see how a Kong can oh, be something right. that just swims in Radio the water active. most of the time. I just don't see how, like, logically, I just don't see how. <laughs> but it Kong don't got even make hands, sense. Though. He got On land, but he got to grab you, though. Yeah. That's the thing. He got to <laughs> grab you. Like, we always talk about the analogy. Like, um, I don't know if y'all seen this. Let me, um, let me ask all y'all this question. So, if you stuck in a basement, right? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, a, it's a silverback gorilla, a lion. Or a, um, dang, what was the other one? I think it was a silverback, gorilla, lion, or it was a, it was a bear or a grizzly bear. Which one? Which one? And you got to go through one to get upstairs. So which one you going to take? I personally said, I personally said that I would go either the lion or the bear because of the small space. I said, I'm not messing with a gorilla in a small space. I'm cool. And that would be the only way that, for me, King Kong could be Godzilla. But y'all go ahead. Which one would y'all pick? <laughs> bro, my name is King Kuma. You know I'm going with the bear, bro. And plus, they they not even, like, they not even, um, they omnivores. So they don't always eat. He may not be hungry that day. So, you know, I just be like, hey, man, let me slide. And he'll just drop, drop, a, drop a can of sardines down and just, <laughs> you know what I mean, go ahead and creep upstairs. I get what so you're that, saying. That's, that's, who are you going, Chad? You going bear, too? Nah, I got to say the tiger because, yeah, I got to say the tiger (laughs) (laughs) because maybe you could you can dip, maybe dip a little bit. I don't know, but I don't feel it all uh, depends on the aggression of the animal at the particular time. But I'm going with space. Yeah, lion. I'm going there. Where are you going, Chad? I mean, Corey, my bad. Oh, God. Oh, God. God, it, man, I watch a lot of animal stuff on Instagram. So mm. I know, yeah, the, the bears are omnivores, but also bears are a lot faster than we think they are. Uh, mm. And if you're in a basement, it's going to be a lot of linear movement. Yeah, it's not going to be no back big. and forth. That, that's, that's why I'm going lying to. Yeah, if it was a crocodile <laughs> in there, I would definitely hit crocodile because the other motherfuckers can't move. But like all of the ones mm. you picked is pretty agile. Uh, you and I, you ain't going to gorilla though. I, Nobody's going to gorilla in the small you, space. If you, here's the thing about gorillas though: as long as you do not look the gorilla in the eye, they don't care. That's cat. 
take I've that super it. cap. I've seen it. You guys haven't seen bro, the video? Silverback? I'm not, bro. That's Kerjack from Tarzan, bro. I'm not. I don't care. Yeah, no, bro. bro. <laughs> no, no. That man squared up on everything. Like, he, he, no, he was ready for squabbles day one. Yeah, I'm going bro, there. But, I, I, yeah, I'm bro, going but, yeah, but to your point, it. though, bro, but Caesar was lethal in in small spaces. But, no, nah, that, that's the only way for me that King Kong can win. I just, I just brought that up just to see what y'all say. But, no, nah. in open space, Kong can't do nothing. Mm-hmm. I, don't know. I mean, I'm a Godzilla stand, but like, I don't want to count my man's out. So we'll see. Like, what he gonna do when he gets shot with that beam? <laughs> I mean, he right. could die. You see Goku, know. right? You see Goku glide on that little beam. He might hit Ultra Instinct or something. You know? He ain't <laughs> a Saiyan. Man. That's a different type of gorilla. He ain't a Saiyan. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. Oh lord! Oh. I can't wait for that to drop, though. Yeah. The, the last one was good. Yeah, man. Like I, I don't know where this love of, of Godzilla came from, but like ever since, you know what it was? It was that um, it was the cartoon they used to show on. I think it was Fox Kids, and they made it from that movie, like back in the nineties. It was a Godzilla cartoon, and it looked kind of it looked kind of anime ish. Talking about Godzilla two thousand, that cartoon. No, nah, that was the movie, the 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 cartoon they made from that movie. I remember yeah. that. Was that on yeah, the I remember movie? that. I don't remember that one. I didn't catch it when it first came out. I caught like replays and binged the whole thing. But like, that's kind of what sparked like my whole love. And it was corny. It was it was a terrible cartoon, but it was just the style of it. Like I like the animation. I'm a big like animation head. Seeing like fluid. I don't even know if there's a word for it. Just fluid, like dope animation. Like um, what? That What's had, an example? Um, you know what? A lot of animes is coming out with it now. Um, no, that mess was on Demon- Fox. Was it? Yeah, it was on Fox. Oh, like with the Fox and shit? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um. So something, I guess, comparable that I like. Uh, now I'll be Demon Slayer or uh, Fire Force. I was just about to bring um, that up. Okay, I know exactly what you're talking about. You know, real colorful, real bright. And I mean, back then it was the '90s, so it wasn't anything close to that. But just you know, when you think of nostalgia and you think of like, yeah, this was dope, and then you go back and be like, yo, this is trash. <laughs> uh, that that's what that was for me, and that's where that started with Godzilla. I don't. Yeah, I I don't know where the uh infatuation comes from with it but i think it it boils down back to the old saying or the old argument who who gonna win godzilla or king kong and i think that's mm. just they've just been going more so more and more into it um almost not like a joke per se but just going more into it in terms of why not like we can make money off of that yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely yeah. like in new york city or like London, or like actually like a Hong Kong. Oh, Godzilla, Godzilla got yeah, he got some work cut out for him. Like in Hong Kong with all them buildings, King Kong can get off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's his playground. Yeah. I mean, it's like Apex, you know. You know how it goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Position, yeah. position all day. I think they're gonna play with that a little bit though, and we're gonna see that. 
we're going to see that uh, they're going to put holes, find ways to put holes in the theories of, well, if it's in the water, X, Y, Z. Well, if it's on land, X, Y, Z. They'll find a way. I, I think I think what's going to happen, right? They're going to have one or two good squabbles. They're going to go off on their own, lick their wounds. And then some other something is going to come out, something bigger than both of them. And they're going to team up and jump them. Ooh. I think that's what's going to happen. Ooh, like like Mecha Godzilla or something like that. Like, like well, no, I can see that because I mean, based off of the last movie, they did say that it was like all these different beams, beams that fought for basically control over the Earth. So that makes right. sense. I can see that. Right. I can see that because they fought with the dragon last time. They fought the three headed dragon, and then mm-hmm. they fought the like moth. The moth was one, and then I forgot the other. The other beam that they fought. Mm. It was, it was going. Yeah, like you go into Godzilla lore, man. That's like forty something years of, of movies. I got a dude on uh, TikTok that I follow. His name is Schmigley. All he does is review all the um, all the old school Godzilla films, and he'd be watching all that like goofy shit when like some dude was dressed up in Godzilla, like dancing in the movie and stuff, kicking rocks, and you know he'd be coming up with little hypotheses for. Godzilla lore and this, and he be getting like real factual with it. Um, real, real. I mean, it's stupid, but it's dope at the same time. You know, it's the right kind of stupid. That's, that's I guess, what I say. <laughs> it's crazy. I know exactly what you're talking about. I've been down that rabbit hole. <laughs> right, right. Well, I, low key, I think we we got into. Um, I'm looking at 57 minutes right here. It don't feel like that, but. Um, we kind of got into the one thing that I wanted to talk about, which was black people in tech. And I sent the guys a bunch of stats. I mean, it's no surprise. It was a bunch of low shit, but we kind of already touched base on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to get more into uh, a fun topic that we had. I wanted to pick your brain about it. Cause I, I literally laughed out loud when I heard this, um, but rocket league and Fortnite are under a uh, class action lawsuit right now. Um, for the loot box stuff, which we've talked, we've dogged EA all day, and even you said FEA before we started this. So, <laughs> so we know what it is about EA. Like, they their business practices are trash, but now they got this class action lawsuit, right? And I, and they're being sued for their own in-game currency, mm. fam. If you sign about the V-Bucks, up, right? Yes, if you sign up for the class action lawsuit, they will send you in-game money. And I'm like, did they just get sued for fake money? Mm. Yeah. Like, really, really let that sink in in all of the whiteness and privilegedness of that shit. <laughs> Nigga, if you can sue me for Corey Bucks, do it now. I will print <laughs> as many as you want. <coughs> what do you mean? Hmm. So I wanted to get your opinion on it because I couldn't believe it. I'm still, you, I, you can tell I'm still heated about it. How do you feel about that? How does that hit your soul? Man, I come from an era of gaming where it's, you know, they used to put the CDs in the back of the magazine packs. You know, the, the gamer, the struggle gamers, they were included. And you could you could, you get a piece of that without spending no money. Mm-hmm. My philosophy when it comes to games, 
I understand, you know, you're trying to make as much money as you can. Stuff like DLC and um, pay to play, that's just not part of, of our philosophy because you limit the player's experience. And I've said this since the first DLC was was real popular, you know, Call of Duty and stuff like that. Halo, I think, even before that. And on top of that, you're preying on something that's that's more addictive than drugs. You know, you got kids out here that's stealing money from moms to get a new character on Fortnite. You know, they want to play the Mandalorian. Like, mm-hmm. dude, like predatory practices on stuff that that's addictive, it's wrong. And people know it's wrong. Is that going to stop them? No. Um, that's, that's my main problem with EA. Because EA... They're running everything, and they, you could tell us some dude in a suit being like, all right, how can we squeeze just a little bit more? You know, we're going to launch this game. It's not it's not complete. And then we'll make them pay to get the completed version of the game or get characters that should have been included, you know, but we'll, we'll ship them out later, and we'll just give them a little taste. That's crazy. You know, um, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And whoever thought of it needs to get shot. Boys make fake game. Boys make incomplete games and then roll out updates over a year. Who does that? Yeah, you know if if that was in any other market, like they it wouldn't stand. You know you couldn't do that on phones or stuff that. Um, if people had pulled, uh, it wouldn't happen. You know. Yeah, that's. I think I think you kind of summed up how how we felt about it. X, how you feel about it, man? I mean, I, my thoughts have never really changed. I mean, it's it's malicious, especially because you're taking away the consumer's right because it's a kid. You know, what I mean, most of the people we know that are being manipulated here with the loot boxes and and, mm-hmm. and, the, and the currency is kids, right. you know, and they're just, oh, mom, can I get your credit card to get this? And then you look up and it's like, oh, shit, my kid didn't rent up three hundred dollars this month. Like, what the hell is this? Like, what is this? You know, and then it's like. What's being marketed is, oh, you're going to get this amount of legendary, you know, items, and then you only end up getting one item, and you didn't spend, like, $60. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, it's, it's also gambling, you know? Like, I, I think um, a, a few episodes back, we, we, we spoke on that as well, too. I think it's in Europe that, you know, I think EA, Epic Games, like, in Europe, you know, they're actually getting hit. Like I think you know, like in Europe, I think uh, I think they banned one of the FIFA games for one year because of the loot box. Yeah, stuff. yeah, I remember that, man. Like when I think about it, like like I said, it's addictive, and then you add on gambling, which I think is why it's not a thing yet. Because you think of any other sports, like people are allowed to gamble, but you can't do it with like e gaming. Um, you can't do it with like like the traditional bookie style of like, say if you, me and um, I don't know, some other dude get in one V ones and you put your money, put your money up, say, you know, I got, I got a stack on, on, on Kuma. You can't do that. There's no program that allows you really to, to do that. And we played with the idea me and um, a couple of friends, but it's so much red tape behind it. And it feels like, Unless it's some large person like EA behind it, like it's not gonna happen. Right. So like uh, wagers? That would you, yeah, that's what you're talking right, about? Right. Yeah. Cause they do that you know. in uh, 2K all the time, but they, they don't call it betting because you can't call it a certain thing. Cause if you call exactly. it 
that, then it's like illegal at that point. So they say, right. oh, it's a wager. Right. So it's all about, oh. yeah, but about the red tape, it's all about like how you say things and then how you move at the same time. So it's how like, you market it. Exactly. So if you say the wrong terminology, you out of there. If you if you call it the wrong thing or move in a certain way, you out of there. Like you, you gotta right. it's almost like having a liquor license. Like you have to know exactly what jurisdiction you're supposed to be in. If not, you you're canceled. That's exactly how do they tiptoe on the on the on that line though? Because your your kids are gambling. That's illegal. That's strongly illegal. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. they're super tiptoeing on that line. They call it something else. You wagering. That's what I'm saying. You you just <laughs> name it something else. It's the same thing. You just call yeah. it. They call it loot yeah. boxes. Yeah. And, and I mean, I knew I knew what time it was when what battlefield was that? I think like the last battlefield we all really really played. I think we like you know spent time like as as well as you, Lionel. You know, playing like Call of Duty, like uh, going up the ranks. And mm-hmm. then we started noticing like. Boys that were like level eight had our guns and we was right. getting smoked. And I was like, What? Oh, and then yeah. Corey was like, Oh, bro, you just spend $60, you unlock everything in the game. I was like, The fuck? Like, yep. so you prestige now by playing $60? Yep. Like, yep. crazy. Um, Battlefront was like that, bro. Like, Ooh, yeah, I'm, a, really I'm a huge Star Wars head, bro. Like, when I played it, they had all them characters locked. You know, and I had some six-year-old come up with Darth Vader and smash the whole squad. Like, ooh. <laughs> that sound like that hurts your feelings. James Jones voice. <laughs> right. <laughs> your lack of faith is disturbing. Like, yeah. no, bro. You- <laughs> come on. Your mother's pockets oh, no. is disturbing. <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh, man. I was not feeling voice it. Anything. You know, this, the state of games is just... It's crazy now, you know. It, like story is is not premium anymore. Everybody's just in it for their, the the quick quick experience. That's why PUBG is so addictive, and it's still not finished. Like I played it the other day, and I don't play it often. My little You're brother lying. plays it for real. Yeah. No. Oh my god. No. The, the game is still broken. Mm. My god. But you know, kids don't care about that. They just they addicted. Mm. It's still on the uh, the EA Crack Rocks. Yeah, EA Crack Rocks. <laughs> Finger snaps only. Finger snaps Yo. only. Yo, Yo fam. <laughs> oh my god! I think, and we've talked about this too before. But I think I wish there was a way to separate out the kids from the gaming. It sounds backwards because this kind of started off as like a toy four kids you know what mm-hmm. i mean to keep us mm-hmm. but it is like we grew up on these and we still playing them so now you have adult themed games and stuff like that and it's like sometimes like i know that adults won't fall for that right so i wish right. it was like something in place to where like if you were a kid you should be forced into like maybe the switch realm not forced but mm-hmm. like highly favored to go that route and then if you're maybe an adult you get the ps5 xbox now when you're developing these games you know what i'm saying that loot box stuff ain't working up here you know mm. what i'm saying so i don't know How if that would work that? You, you, but exactly and you can't really force that and then you got kids who are really good at the game who can't play other kids so they want to play higher level so you don't want to gatekeep but at the right. same time i don't want to play with a kid 
you know what I'm saying? Even on mic, that feels weird. It's it's a lot to it, man. It's a lot to it, and I don't know if there's a solution out there, but there's a it's, lot of variables. The territory is weird, man. Because like, like for me, I said I'd say I wouldn't mind as much if the experience wasn't as crazy. But you, I mean, we've all been there. The 13 year old breathing heavy in the mic, or he's screaming. You know, his mom is, is, is getting into that backside, talking about go to bed, do your homework. You know, you're not. What are you doing on on, on uh, Apex or Fortnite or, or PUBG? And you know, we adults, man. We work like we play games. You want to sit down and enjoy that that time because it's limited now. It's not like back in the day where you can play Friday to Sunday before you go back to school. You know, you don't have that time no more. Right. But yeah, that's that's that would be an interesting. It's an interesting prospect, and I think that's what the ESRB was was shooting for. But I mean, kids are smart; they're gonna get around it. Yeah, it's always gonna be a way to get to them kids. Now that they've exploited the kids, I'm kind of worried for the sake. Yeah, of the I kids. mean, going 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 forward, it it is scary because it's like like we've talked about this before, as far as them collecting data. Like mm-hmm. your shopping experience is being personalized. So it's like, dang, you're you're creating a goddamn gambler at the age of nine, and you're collecting all his shopping habits and his data. So you're gonna know how to market to him. Like mm-hmm. by the by, the age of twenty, it's a wrap. Yeah, I mean, it's to the point now. Anybody that's in any time type, type of tech, like we know, privacy is not a thing anymore. Period. Nah, they say you it know. is, but um, nah, your phone spies on you constantly. Um, I found out something about it was called sonar marketing, basically where your phone, even if it's just sitting, you know, and I always wondered how this happened. Even if it's just sitting in the other room and say you watching something like for me, I'll, I'll leave it on Cartoon Network and just let it play. A Pop-Tart commercial comes on. I open up my phone, go to Google. Then you start seeing ads for Pop-Tarts and you're like, I never looked up Pop-Tarts. What's going on? Yeah. Uh, Commercials now will put out pings, like sonar frequency pings, to where we can't hear it, but the phones will. Oh, it's fuck that, that deep. Talk For real? To. No, no. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, bro. Let them know. That's how, like, when you, the day that you were talking about um, your dog had um, peed on your shoes or whatnot, and then remember you were like, afterwards, then you start getting all these fucking ads for shoes. Mm-hmm. Like, the boys was listening to your conversation. Yeah. That yeah. one I understand, but he's saying that the commercial has audio embedded in it, and it's yeah. shooting it makes it sense, out. though. Yeah, it makes yeah. sense. Look at look at your Get YouTube. Like, like no shit, bro. I remember when me and you were having the whole Muay Thai and karate conversation before I even pulled up that video that you sent me when I had loaded my YouTube on my PS4, bro. All that shit was in the queue already. Like mm-hmm. all the rhythm picked it up. Yep. And I said you. the same thing. I was like, the hell? Like, I was like, what? And then I thought about it. I was like, damn, like these boys listening, but him saying the whole ping stuff, it makes sense. Yeah. No, that's crazy. Yeah, and I, I thought it was wild at first. And then um what happened? I saw a I saw an article on it. It was um titled Is Your Phone Spying on You? And I started Googling into the technology and it, it exists. Um what happens is when you have certain apps, you know, Facebook is the main culprit. Certain apps download, they update and put out these permissions to constantly basically be recording on certain things and it'll say, you know, it'll make it sound like it's not doing what it's doing, but it's, it's doing it. 
you know, if you really read into the verbiage, that's exactly what it's doing. That is really crazy. It's like with Amazon Echoes or anything else. You ever see them like randomly light up? Yes. Mm-hmm. You ain't doing nothing. They're recording you. <laughs> like, like I'd, I'd be fucking with it sometimes. I'd just be saying random shit like, uh, oh, man, uh, diapers. And then, they, yeah, that shit come up in your phone, nigga. Like, you don't even have kids, nigga. Like, it don't work out like that. You know what I mean? But, yeah, they listening. Always. Yeah, they listening. Uh, that's funny, yo. <laughs> diapers, diapers. Yeah. Random conversations start saying it a lot. It'll be like, oh, diapers, huh? Look at Huggies. Huggies got some shit. Like, mm-hmm. Wait a minute. Like, a bunch of babies just popping in on your Right. Seat. You see Yo, that would be it. funny though. Just start Pause. saying random shit. Pause. Yeah. <laughs> FBI kicking in your doors. Yep. <laughs> yep. Oh, you thought you was gonna play with us? <laughs> Get on the floor, <laughs> bro. No way. I hate it, but like yeah. the technology is so dope. Like it's, it's yeah. kind of it's crazy. <clears throat> I was having this convo. I was talking to my girl about this one day, and she was like, "Do you trust?" Uh, the technology that's coming forward with like all the self-driving cars and i said well yeah i said you got a company right now in china within five years everything is going to be electric like their trains their buses like everything i said like that's just where we at with the world like tech like is just so like there's gonna be the the concerns of course but it's just like tech just grows so rapidly like, it advances yeah right. Like by the time we leave this earth, when we old and we like in our nineties, boys are jumping hyperspeed places. Oh, yeah. Like that shit's <laughs> going to be real. We ain't gonna get to experience it. Like our DNA ain't gonna be able to take that take that trip, but it's gonna be a thing. Yeah, that's crazy. Yikes, man! Yeah, think about um, you know, think about like our our uh, I don't want to say our ancestors because a lot of them still alive, but think about like how they feeling. Where they're seeing stuff daily. Yeah, I never, I never thought it'd come here. Y'all youngsters is doing this, and you know, soon it's gonna be like you're gonna see your your, your grandchild in a flying car and be like, I remember there was a Jetsons cartoon, and they'd be like, Granddad, shut up, you old. You know. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. The hell is a Jetsons? <laughs> <laughs> so what the hell is yeah. a Jetsons? Nah, but, you're right. You're right saying that. Like it, I, I think of that now, like just like seeing that Tom and Jerry movie drop. I tried to watch it and I was like, nah, this Ooh. ain't it. But for kids, Ooh. kids are gonna be like, they're like, oh man, like that's how they're gonna know Tom and Jerry. Like that shit's trash. Like I don't mm. know who signed off on that, but that shit is ass. Movie's horrible. Yeah. I didn't realize it was um, live was, action either. That's yeah. yeah. Yikes. Buns. I'm blessed enough to have, um, you know, multiple siblings and, and cousins to where, you know, I don't feel so just out of the loop. Um, and with that, I remember seeing, you know, certain parts like like the opening scene where he pulls that bit from uh, I think it was the very first cartoon, uh, Tom and Jerry cartoon. And, you know, Tom grabs up Jerry and Jerry acts like he's holding something. You know, he looks into his hand and Tom is like, OK, yeah, yeah, he got something. What's that? And Tom or uh, Jerry's holding it away. And Tom, you know, you could tell he really want to see it. So he, he shows him his hand or whatever. And he opens it up and it's his fist. His fist is balled up and he punches him in the eye. <laughs> I remember and, that. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, growing up, like you remember that was funny back then. But with no yeah, context, 
they tried it again, and I was like, yo, you, there was no lead up. He just punched him in the eye. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yo, why did he? Why did he snuff my boy? Like, right. what's going on? <laughs> yo, that's crazy. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just stuff like that, man. We realize like. I might be getting older. And it's like, I'm not that old in my opinion, but by the rate of technology, when I think of like people, um, my sister's age, we're only about five years apart. The gap in the technology was so crazy that it's like, it's a 15 year gap between us. Um, You know, just in, in lifestyle and the way that like they have, they operate and they function. How is your sister? Uh, she is how old is she gonna be now? Twenty. I'll say twenty-seven. Oh, okay. So she's not she's not that far behind us. I was I was about to say like I think of my little brother in that regard. Him being like was he eighteen, nineteen, and it's just like yeah. the gap is so like it's just it's a huge gap. I mean, I got an eighteen-year-old sister and then a like a nine-year-old brother and. I can't even relate, <laughs> um, you know, just the stuff they'd be on, um, you know, the 19 year old, she, I could kind of get with some of that stuff, but like Gen Z be wild sometimes. Like, yeah, that next generation coming up. Cause yeah. my girl's a teacher. I say that all the time. Like these little niggas are weird and wild. Dude. Like, I don't know what they are on. Like they are different, <laughs> man. Like different. they're different. Like just the stuff that she be telling me of like telling them to get off of IG is like you 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 called they mom like some of the worst stuff under the sun like like they just don't know how to function without some mm-hmm. of this stuff right. like it's it's just crazy right yeah you're not wrong man. that that's really sad to you're think about no it is it, it, it's super sad are they getting it in down there yeah I'm trying to get a piece of that. I'm on you. Let's ride. Well, we got 78 minutes right now. Um, I think we're good for an episode. Uh, before we get out of here, Lionel, is there anything you want to say? Shout out. Um, I feel like we got to have you on again, man, because we didn't really. I wanted to get into the games, the individual games and stuff that you had c- coming out and get behind each concept. But that'll take us another hour. Uh, <laughs> and I don't want to yeah, take too much, yeah. of, his, yeah. much of your time. We had a really good conversation, though. Let's plan to definitely have you on again. But before we get out of here, um, is there anything you want to shout out? Um, anything you want to mention? Anything you got coming up? Um, I want to say, all right, so as far as being on again, I'll address that. Um, you know, we do stream Saturdays every Saturday um, on Twitch. That's when we usually do the interviews. So, you know, any Saturday, reach out. I'll gladly be on. This was dope. God damn it. They all healed up up in here. Yeah, let me die real quick. So <laughs> man, he ain't bad, though. He ain't bad, though. Ain't oh, no, nah, I've been playing games for a minute, man, but I'm a scrub yeah, in this. He though. ain't bad. No, nah, you're not bad at this, though, at all. Um, what was I saying? All right, so shout out basically anybody, you know, that supports MBS or just, you know, hear this for the first time. Check us out. Follow us on, you know, we're on all social media, Instagram, Twitter, um, the website. And I would say for anybody, if you want to stay included, you know, we never beg or ask for any 
donations or anything like that. We do have, you know, GoFundMe's and stuff. That's just for people that want to do that. Um, just join the email list because everything that we uh, we do, we constantly push out. And we give, you know, for our philosophy, we just give. You know, that's just a thanks to the people that are our fans. Um, you know, we do, if you sign up, we do like the free eBooks for, uh, Amsterdam right now. Basically that's the first game we launch in. And it's just a, a quick little book we put together with some of the artwork and the contractors and the music and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to shout out a lot of the contractors. We got, uh, Will Dotson. That's our composer for Amsterdam. Um, dope, dope musician, dope, uh, artist. Um, I always feel like I forget people because they'd be like, yo, why didn't you say my name? Blah, blah, blah. Um, <laughs> you know, everybody wants to plug, but pretty uh, pretty much, you know, if y'all want to just follow the story, join join the email list. That's 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 all I can say because that's the easiest way for us to keep in contact with you. Or even if you want to work with us, we got a lot of people that are excited for us, excited for the thing, uh, games and, and the stories and to be a part of that, you know, whether you're a writer audio producer like we're always taking uh, people and you know we're in the beginnings of this but you know we got a whole running list of people to work on the next game and that's you know right now if you want to get in that's the easiest way to do it you know definitely but yeah i'll sit here i'll sit here and take up all your time if you let me Well, we're definitely, hey, this will not be the last time, uh, like I said, we'll have you on, man. And that's NerdyBearStudios.com? NerdyBearStudio.com. Studio, okay. NerdyBearStudio.com. Um, I'm going to actually go back because I saw the mailing list, but I was I was in there doing research, so I I hit that X. You know what I mean? I banged yeah, on yeah, you. Yeah, My I'm fault. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> so I'm going to go back. Definitely sign up. Um, the concepts look great, man. I'm, I'm so glad we connected. Um, like I said, let's let's uh, let's let's have you on again, and uh, we are going to sign off. We appreciate you guys for tuning in. Um, if you haven't already, go follow Game from the Gamers on all socials. Go to gamefromthegamers.com, and all of our socials are right there. Follow us on Twitter, uh, Facebook, Instagram at GFTG Podcast. And we are out.